0: Hello,
1: Gene! Hey Bill. Can you see those little numbers on my computer? That indicate that it's actually recording this. That it's actually recording. Tell us what you've been doing this morning, Bill. Oh my gosh.
0: What have I what haven't I been doing this morning? I was thinking specifically about the alcohol. Uh we've may have had a few drinks. <laughs> yes. We have. we have had some stressful business conversations oh, of yeah. late, and this morning we just decided to soothe things.
1: Bill, uh what, what, what do I say? You, you uh, fancied your coffee up with a little kalua. I amended it. You amended your coffee, whereas I just went straight for the rum. Yeah. yeah. The Kraken. Yeah. You will know,
0: you had, you had tea with a rum chaser. I
1: did. Yeah. I, had, I had lemon tea. I had lemon tea was and that a
0: nice combination? And rum. It was not bad. Okay. <laughs> I have to All say. Right. Well, we're here in a slightly more inebriated state than normal. Uh, doing part two. I think, or second, I, think, I think I'm actually hungover now. I, to <laughs> say, you, I you want you to just say. You went right through the whole process I really quickly. I I'm, did.
1: I'm, 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 like, I'm like under the floor right now. I'm coming back right. up soon.
0: Of frequently asked questions, the sixth, un, a hard word to say when you've had some clue. Sixth. Unshelved collection. Sixth. Uh, we're starting on page 51. 6.0. It's unshelved 6.0. The top of page 51 is definitely me.
1: Is it you? Yeah, we need, we, need no, new, we need new computers. It's a good thing we didn't to get the new ones, or we're anytime, going to miss the new new ones. Anytime Macintosh is mentioned in the strip, that's built. Well, uh, and ironically enough, you were the, you were the first person of us to get a Mac.
0: I mean, I got a Mac like when they first came out, but, but I, I was a Windows person for many years, and then
1: can that possibly be when true? you were
0: getting a new computer, you got that iBook. Wow. Yeah, and then you, you kind of helped nudge me over, so it's your fault. Huh. Well, the transition to a new computer is so much easier. Page Bottom of page 51, Urban well, Bowhunter. Urban
1: Bowhunter. A, a joke we have reused at least once, maybe twice more. <laughs> I like I the zombie. We actually mentioned the zombie story time. Yes. The one on in the second strip. which was Another the, zombie story time. Which was the Yatsuba kind of, the take on Yatsuba as a zombie. Yes. What was the, from Bismarck. From Bismarck, Bismarck. From Bismarck. That's right. In the last book. In the previous yeah. book. All right. Page 53. Okay. Uh, Bottom of page 53
0: um, Dewey says, "Yeah, you kind of buried the lead." And I spelled, I spelled "lead" this way, even though I know it's spelled L-E-D-E.
1: You bri- I thought it was you buried the lead. That's what I always thought. I thought you were no, making a it's joke. No, buried the
0: lead. And um,
1: <sighs> I thought, I thought you were so much more. Colorless. You can
0: technically, print, you can technically spell both ways, but L-E-D-E is unambiguously the newspaper uh, version. And I should have done that, and I got complaints. I don't even know why it made it into the collection this way. I'm gonna go back and change it right now.
1: I like the, I like the lady um, on 52 who, where the sequence ends on 53, who's just unhappy that. Uh, they can't answer her question. She's very sometimes they can't right. Sometimes she just can't answer the question. No. And they try no, and and she 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 leaves with the most empty threat, which I've I've heard before actually in the library. Yeah, I'm calling my congressman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, like your congressman can't solve problems where he has authority. I know, really. I don't think he's going to. You are
0: overly confident. I don't think he's going to I I he's gonna be able to solve pro-
1: problems uh, in my library. Yes, yeah. I, I, but I love doing. It. I'm, amaz- I'm Amazingly detached from that. <laughs> And then the guy. Is one of you gigglers going to help me? It's beautiful.
0: One of you gigglers. <laughs> <coughs> the cranky old also, guy. Also, their, their staff unity fell apart rather rapidly. It did. Yeah. It did. As
1: it, all, as it always does. It's, it's, it's,
0: it's a short-lived phenomenon. Yes.
1: All right. 54. Okay. Uh, the Battlestar Galactica curse words. Yes. At the bottom of the page. Yes. My favorite being, Felgar Carb. Felger Carb. Felger Carb, which yeah. wasn't just Galactica 19, 1990, 1979, it was uh-huh. also, or it should be Galactica 1980, actually. Well, it wasn't Galactica 1980, it was just oh, the so, original so, Battlestar so, Oh, it's a joke, see that, oh, nice, 79, because yeah. 80 was the spin-off, that came yes. later, that was set in our world. It was, a, it was sort of a reboot, but not a, quite a reboot. I have to say, I was so excited to see that it was on Netflix, and I got through about five minutes.
0: It is, it is one of the few truly unwatchable films.
1: Oh my god, it is so bad, it is... What what are they? They're driving like motorcycles that fly? Yeah, I like
0: those. I like the motorcycles that fly. Uh. I did, uh, uh, but like, but like really I mean could you could you do worse than than to say like the whole, the whole point of this thing is they're, they're
1: searching for this thing across space and oh they found it and now it's like I know uh, now it's like it's like an episode of chips yep it's chips exactly <laughs> it's chips we have a we have a spaceship around and, the And and you can
0: imagine where Glenn Larson's like I just want to do one more season they're like no way Glenn no way and he's like it's like chips I'm like chips you're in
1: apparently apparently when when the original series was canceled it was I, like I want points for remembering Glenn that Larson nice. it, it was nice uh, it was the most popular like uh, show on TV Nineteen eighty? Yeah. But oh. no no nineteen seventy nine. Oh. but it was also the most expensive. Yes. So they couldn't make any more.
0: That's that's that was a problem with Firefly, it was a problem with lots of stuff. Was it? Yeah. Studio uh, sixty. Like a lot of good shows that, that got, like they didn't get terrible ratings, they were just so expensive. Dollhouse, like all these things are just so expensive huh. to produce per
1: episode. Why was Dollhouse so expensive? I don't get <laughs> <me> started. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started, Dallas. All those attractive people don't come cheap. Let's say that, right? that way, yes. Yeah, I thought, I thought Hollywood was full of them. Okay. Alright. And then the bottom of fifty four. Yep. We're gonna call it our former former colleague, uh, former Emerald City Comic Con uh, owner and showrunner Uh Jim Demonakis. Yep. What's up, Lego Lamb? What's up, Lego Lamb? (laughs) That was his. That was his joke. I I don't know. Maybe it's a Greek thing. Is it it a Greek
0: thing? Uh, Let's just say it's a Greek thing. It's a Greek thing. That's a a direct translation of a Greek greeting.
1: Actually, in a couple pages, we're going to get to Jim again. Yes, that's true. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's not ruin where that is. But uh, page fifty-five. The library scratch and sniff snicker. It's still one of the greatest product placement things that we never did. I'm still, I'm still kind of in favor of the Library Scratch and Sniff but sticker. I, I,
0: don't, I don't quite understand what it is. What, it, what is the sticker of? Oh, it, you
1: know, it's got to smell like toe jam. No, but what is the sticker of? Like, what, is this, what do you visibly see on the <coughs> sticker? I think it's just wherever you are, it's the pattern of the carpet. It's like a chameleon It's supposed sticker. to
0: remind you of the library? It's the smell of the library? Well, it's, it's the, the library smell of it. It's the smell
1: of the library, but it's, it's, like, it's like the pattern of the carpet. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what
0: what I, what I truly love about you is that you think that's a good idea. I do. You would I, you would in a second pull the trigger on that I'm idea. In a heartbeat, yeah.
1: Right. If we could do a Kickstarter for that for like three hundred bucks, I think I think I'd find enough people uh, to, uh, to to go with me down that All down right. that road. I think the bottom of fifty five this must have been when my wife Silver yeah. started doing triathlons. Yeah. And um, and then and this actually connects to one of the very rare, maybe
0: the only time we've ever connected a plot sequence to a book club. What? Oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. To short fat triathlete.
1: Yes, which was a great book. Yeah, which is at yeah. the end of this book. But 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 I def- definitely on the page top of fifty six is my favorite moment of this, where all the men are standing there watching <laughs> in the holding area, watching the women, watching their wives uh, come in, like having done something spectacular, and we're all just on our phones and on our DSs at that point. You know, we have kids and we're just looking at each other, feeling a little guilty and like. You know, when your lady friend walks by or runs by, you're just, like, cheering, like, mad. and it, uh, it is a lot
0: of waiting for the for the short burst of enthusiasm.
1: I got extra points for having my mother-in-law there with me, I think, yeah. at that point. And, I, and all I remember is that, like, when my wife finally ran by, I basically didn't see her. <laughs>
0: Uh, I used to do STP, which is the Seattle to Portland bike ride. Oh. And my wife did the perfect thing, which was to pick me up on the other side. Like, she would drive down.
1: To Portland? Yeah.
0: And so she would, she would like, go down with our son, and she would just wait for me at the finish line, and it was great. She was there at the end, but, like, what's she going to do? Wait halfway and be like, oh, Bill. It's kind of ridiculous.
1: Uh, you, you know, but, but I have to say, when Silver's running like a half marathon or when she's doing a triathlon these days, I still feel like I have to be there halfway. Yeah. I've, I've skipped it a little bit. I mean, I mean to Portland, it's like 200 miles. You're a better so, man so, than stopping me. Stopping halfway is there. No, but I just feel I feel awful. I feel like, well, if I'm not going to do this thing, I at least need to uh, I need to be here somewhere, right? I, I don't have a cowbell. I haven't gone that far. Better man than me. Yeah. Well, I just, I just
0: want to sure. note that I'm looking at the computer, and the little
1: numbers are still moving. Really? So, so we're still recording? We're still Perfect. recording. Fantastic. Page... Fifty-five. Fifty-seven. Yes. <laughs> My eyes can't focus. I'm sorry. Ready for your nap? Oh, something. Yes. Get the munchies. So
0: I, I, now, begins, now begins a rather egregious use of product placement because we, we released a bunch of T-shirts together and apparently we felt the need to put them all in comic strips. So we did. So here's the first one, which is frequently asked I think asked T-shirts questions.
1: were inspired by comic strips. Basically.
0: Uh-huh. The first one is frequently asked questions, which is the only T-shirt we've ever made where... You have to explain the joke, but even once you've explained it, it's still funny. Like, usually, once you explain it, you've, you've sapped all the humor out of it. But, like, when I made that t shirt, people would say, Well, someone says, What does your t shirt mean? Why, why do you wear that as a t shirt? And they'd say, Because I am frequently asked questions. And they're like, Oh!
1: And it's still funny. Okay. At the bottom is is uh, Matilda. Bottom 57. Are you going to point her out every time? She's a I pretty am, common character. It's Matilda. Matilda asking Dewey a question uh-huh. in her plaid shirt with flowers on it. Okay. Yes. It's- Okay. <laughs> Just to go back to the moire moire effect. Moire, 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 moire. moire. effect. Page 58? Yes. I get the Oh, no, no, no. You, you know what I want to talk about on 58? Yes. So, so when do eat shrimp in front of tomorrow she's freaked out. Remember yes. that time we were in Comic-Con? Yes. And I went to the the sushi place yes. and I, I tried what did I try to order initially? Was it, was it the sea urchin or something? Well, it was like I it was something I'd never eaten and they didn't have it. And uh, I said, Well, what else interesting do you have? And the woman goes, We have some live shrimp in the back.
0: Yep. That shrimp died when Jean's jaws clamped down on it.
1: Okay. No, I remember, like, so the head was off the shrimp, and the shrimp were on the plate, but, but the head is still looking at me, and the, the things on top of the shrimp's head are moving around. And then I ate its body while it washed, and then I took its head in the back, deep fat fried it, brought it back out, and then I ate the head. Yep. And I watched too. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. It was so tasty. It wasn't as fantastic. So for me. tasty. So tasty. I didn't think the head was going to be tasty. At the was. bottom
0: page 59 was a t-shirt. So at this point, Jim was working for us, and, and one of the things he did was suggest uh, merchandise ideas. So he suggested an idea, that uh, a t-shirt that said, my safe word is owl," which is, st- I still think, a really funny t-shirt. And so we, we made this little strip about it. And the only problem with this t-shirt is when you have to explain it to someone. And, and for some reason, it's always
1: a nice little old lady coming up to me to a library conference saying, what does this mean? I think what was weirder was people would come up and out themselves as members of the BDSM community. That was less weird to me. Like, i was like, okay, cool.
0: That's great. I'm glad. Then I mean, I like, think they, to they could it. get a little too detailed about it, but, but at least I didn't have to uh, explain it to them.
1: All right. 50, 60. 60. There's Matilda again. Yeah, please don't point her out every single stream. Matilda. Matilda Lal. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you know her name. <laughs> she's complaining about, at the top, she's complaining about the book Do Dewey recommended to her uh-huh. that she couldn't put down. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, look. Oh. Oh, I love that. And then I, my, my, but my, my favorite on this page is actually on page sixty is um, the woman asking about uh, the movie where Johnny Depp plays Don Juan. Yeah. I love it when people ask a question that they answer their own question the middle yep. of asking. And then they feel kind of dumb. Oh, that's it's it. the best. It's the best moment. All right. All right. Top of sixty-one. Nice uh, old guy moment there. Yes. Nice old guy moment. Do you think people know what phone booths are anymore? Uh, it's the place you go
0: to make a phone call with your cell phone. Is it? Can be, I think for the most part they're aware that there are some public phones still around. There, there's some legal responsibility of the phone
1: companies to provide them at some minimal level. Is that true? I think so. Huh. Okay. Bottom sixty one. This must have been about the same time the library got the self service kiosks. This is this is quite a complicated self service kiosk. Well, they all are. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're, they're better... I take, I take them
0: so for granted, but I guess at the time they were kind
1: of... I would say they're, be- they're better now, and everybody is kind of acclimated to using them right. now, right? I guess right? that's the main thing. But, but back then, like, libraries came on really, really early. Yeah. And so nobody had any clue how to do anything, even though it was all spelled out as well yeah. as we could have at the point. And um, it just took so much more staff time. It was the most insane ramp-up I've ever seen. And, of course, the administration thought that it had immediately freed 30% of our time, mm. or whatever it was, you know. 63?
0: I, I actually really love this sequence. Yeah, you were laughing about this when you were reading yeah. it. It's a rare thing where it continues to build kind of beautifully. One person repeats themselves, another person repeats themselves, they go into a pen, everybody's in the pen, and then Mel gets put in the pen. Like, that's such a beautiful... Each one was funny, and I would never expected the next one. I totally forgot about it.
1: And there's so many people who just come up and say the same thing over and over and over again to you in the library, like it's, like it's a new thing. Like, there's Matilda. There's Matilda, yes. There she is again, look. And there's the computer victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Page. And Fred has a mustache. Page sixty-five. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> beware the lumber librarian. Beware the. Beware him. Oh, that's I, good. Oh man, if I ever could have had a piece of breakaway lumber to uh, <laughs> to make kids fear me. Your little skits. Break... I, I forgot that. That'll Lambert...
0: teach you to.
1: <laughs> I forgot that Lambert was a retired stuntman.
0: Well, I, I certainly had forgotten it until I
1: read it just now. It's good. It's we... good. Let's let's bring let's let's use that again. We don't have a name for the rude lady at the bottom of sixty five. She's in so many comic strips over the years.
0: I do. I'm just not going to se- tell you what it is. Not going to tell me what it is. Is it Milburn? I will tell you later. Is it Esther? I will tell you later. Not on the podcast. I internally have a name for her. For her.
1: She is she is my favorite rude patron of all time. Yeah,
0: I think it's. I, I reserve. I, I only draw her when someone's being especially rude. Okay. Huh. Like there's a certain vibe that she has, and and whenever someone's being rude, that's when I draw her. Hmm. So that's why she's your favorite. Because I reserve her for the good stuff. Is
1: she is she based on anybody in your real life? No, she doesn't look like somebody. No, she looks like somebody I know. Okay, well that this adds it to. Okay, you. perfect. So in sixty six we have
0: this sort of nice thing about the the Kathy Tamara. It's not exactly a feud, but like they both have places in Dewey's life, and sometimes they're opposed.
1: But isn't this is where they get together?
0: Well, no, they're they're opposed, right? Because. Because Kathy is, is giving Dewey one sort of form of perfect food as far as she's concerned, and tomorrow's giving him a different sort of perfect food as far as he's concerned. Yeah, but they,
1: bo- they both think he has to. I always think that this is being them together. Them they being have, them together. So they
0: have the right. They, they both have the same um, intention, but they're coming from different directions. So now Dewey is torn between them. I, I love Between I, the two women
1: in his life. I love the top of 67, where we find out something disturbing about tomorrow like 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 Kathy is the woman who goes oh maybe he doesn't want to change but tomorrow' is the one who goes we're just not trying hard we're not enough. not trying hard enough. Like that's that's disturbing. Yep, it that's is. A, that's a disturbing piece of character development of uh, I don't for well, I don't think it's disturbing.
0: It's just that's that's like Tamara is a person who believes she can change the world. One person at a time. And
1: Kathy is Kathy's more cynical about that. That's a very dangerous thought that you can change the world. I I'm not saying I'm not screaming. me. Okay. All right. Sixty. Sixty-seven still. I, st- I like the okay. cranky old guy there. Um, I love Dewey offering him an expectorant as he's trying to get his attention. Out. <laughs> ahem, ahem, ahem. ahem! Can I offer you expectorant, sir? I love it. And then on sixty-eight, when he finally gets to ask a question, he, he wants to wait there just as long as he's been made to wait already. Like, somehow his revenge... I think we've all been there, right? Somehow his revenge is, is doubling his wait time, right? His revenge on everybody else is doubling yep. his wait time up. The bottom of sixty-eight... I just have to read this
0: aloud. Today I endured the ugly cancer of impatience. I I shall not further its employ. And I cannot possibly tell you who wrote that.
1: Uh, I love it. Yeah, I don't know either. 69. What is this? The sequence where uh, everybody falls asleep in a presentation Mel's giving except Dewey? So Dewey fixes her presentation. He fixes her presentation with dinosaurs eating something? Yeah. And then uh, she wants him to fix every presentation, but he's a one-trick pony. Yep. That's what I love. Yep. Welcome to Library Lion. Yep bottom of 70 the kid I do a
0: lot of presentations no uh, and so I'm I'm the, I am the guy when Gene and I are on stage Gene and or I are on stage I'm the guy who puts together the uh, keynote slides so Actually, so if you've enjoyed them that was me and if you didn't enjoy them it was probably Gene <laughs>
1: I've been doing more lately you know. I love I, lo- I love your look when I've been doing when I've been messing with the keynote slides oh, so it my works gosh. for me and you're just like what is this oh my gosh and I'm like no no it totally works uh-huh. like I did this uh-huh but I think it's I- not that you've
0: done it it's that you've done it wrong
1: I think that I think that the thing is that like in the middle of the presentations I love I love an awkward moment I will embrace an awkward moment where something is so unobvious that I have to stop and explain it uh-huh. and you hate that okay like like I think that totally works for me and I think okay. it, it doesn't work for you somehow you feel fear that any time I'm not on stage with you perfect so seventy uh, the kid who wants Dewey to call his father to uh, assert that he's been there for the last couple hours yep I, I'm sure I had this happen yeah but refuse, basically
0: you know i need you to lie for me totally well or, well, or at least say something that you don't know you i need you to attest
1: i need you to attest to something that yeah, uh, yeah you cannot personally verify exactly and then going through everybody in the library so <laughs> that nobody would do it
0: i like the top of 71 where colleen says you look like you had a rough day and the kid says my father's going to kill me and she says as a parent myself i'm guessing you probably deserve it <laughs> it's a beautiful moment she offers to call him
1: she's the one person who's willing to call Close him. his number Yep. and then the dad's mad that nobody would call him yep on behalf of his son perfect
0: So tell me about the next um, on seventy. Okay, seventy two. Okay, you you do that strip, and I have a question for
1: you. Well, what's your question?
0: It's not about that strip, so I want you to do the strip first.
1: (laughs) Well, so so the one I marked is the bottom of seventy two. Yep. Which is uh, the one where the guy doesn't basically he doesn't trust anybody. I would love the guy who doesn't trust any experts. Like that would be fine. But people often pick and choose their experts they trust, which bothers me. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, I get that. And, I, and the thing that really, really bothers me is the people who assign, assign someone who is legitimately an expert in one field authority in something else. Like, it's, it's frequently, like, like uh, for instance, we homeschool our kids, and my mom is very skeptical about it. And so she calls up a cousin of hers who, is, who teaches, um, like, heart surgery, pediatric heart surgery. And asks his opinion on homeschooling. <laughs> now, fortunately for us, he was a fan. Okay. And he's like, well, actually, there's there's a lot of advantages to it. That doesn't make any it. sense. It doesn't make any sense, right? Okay. But he went to medical school, so he must know something about it. He must. Which one are you going to ask me about? Oh, just the next page on 73, the gum mosaic. Is that a thing? Did that come from
1: somewhere? Uh, so I so remember. Some libraries were actually doing gum mosaics for a while, um, which I thought was kind of gross. But uh, Seattle has one down in uh, Post Alley. But I think we were ahead of the curve we were out of the curve but, yeah. but but it had but actually um, so it has the gum wall in Post uh-huh. Alley which is right around the corner from the main didn't it all
0: like fall off or something no they cleaned
1: sure. they, they cleaned it off with uh, with uh, high pressure water hoses uh, so we have to start all over again maybe two months ago yeah yeah. yeah. but people were there like some guy like took, took some some big scraping like just like what's going on like the Berlin Wall why would you why would that be a good idea to you it's just disgusting right Oh, top of seventy three is our is a call out to George Needham who we just saw in uh, Georgia, last year. Yeah, yeah, right. We yeah, just, our, our paths cross quite used to cross quite quite frequently, but yeah. we uh, we were with him in Georgia at the Georgia Como Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy, and uh, he got a real kick out of being kind of name checked here. Yes. Um, I think I'd watched a presentation with him probably somewhere in person where he talked about everybody needing to read outside of the field, and I immediately thought of all the comic books I read absolutely as, as being valid. That's prepared you so well for life. And I and then my birthday strip. Yes. Still one of my favorites. There's a problem in the restroom that needs to be rectified. I just You're welcome. Oh, you are welcome my friend. Kabam. Happy birthday yes. all over again.
0: Shazam. And happy birthday to your lovely wife whose birthday was yesterday.
1: That's true, yes.
0: On Groundhog Day.
1: And I told you the guy who came up to my wife. Did I tell you what he said? No. Yeah. Everybody's always telling her she looks much younger than she actually is. Like, you know, and, and so he asked how old she was, and she told him and he waited. He waited about a half hour, and he walked up to her and he whispered hey, Silver, hey, Silver. And he goes, he goes, you, but you look so much older. <laughs> <laughs> and he is now my favorite co-worker. I bet. Yes, yes. I see you've you have
0: tagged the same one I have at the bottom of seventy-four.
1: Oh, the bot the very bottom one? Yes. With yeah. a teenager? Yes. The unexpressionless teenager with the nose ring?
0: Yes. Yes. I'd like to cut your heart out.
1: Yeah. As teen as a teenager. In my ra- mind he sounds like Batman. His expressions aren't as nuanced as adults, but I can tell he's rainbows and flowers on the inside. Tell him, dear.
0: <laughs> I'd like to cut your heart out. He has trouble expressing his joy verbally.
1: I often de- I often describe the book talks to eighth graders as kids with like daggers in their eyes who just as soon rip my heart out as talk to me. Yes. And 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 it's true some of the time. Mm.
0: So the next page on seventy-five, we took a rare opportunity to explore the staff at home. Yes, um, as do we oh, call everybody to find guy. out if they have the stomach flu.
1: This is the one where we outed Mel. Well, we've been everybody.
0: we've been slowly outing Mel, and this is definitely another example because clearly she's celebrating Christmas with a special other who is also wearing a skirt and has one of those seam stockings. One, one of
1: those seam stockings, They're very nice. Um, having
0: having uh, some sort of cocktail.
1: Yes. So. And, and the, the ladies, the other ladies, people ladies always, are possibly, people always
0: surprised to find out that, that Mel is gay, but like she has been for a long time, and we we just haven't, you know, created a big stir about. Well,
1: it We decided she didn't bring it to work. I don't
0: even, I don't even want to say that. It's just like no, I think we had to talk it about just that a long time come ago. Up.
1: Yeah, when she doesn't bring it to work. At work, work. work, I am non-sexual. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I think I think there are managers who don't bring their personal life to work very much, and there are some who, there are a lot of people who bring their life to work. I mean, I think
0: what's fair to say is that almost nobody in the strip brings their lives to work.
1: Oh, I think Dewey does a lot. I think Dewey does the most, and Colleen maybe second, second to most, but, I mean, Dinah, definitely nothing yet, so. I've turned the page, but maybe you don't wish me. You've turned the page? 77. 77. I love the webinar joke there. I hate webinar. I hate the word webinar so much. Well, and I remember webinars were just coming on in libraries, and uh, I love love Dewey. The same training by any other name wouldn't sound half as innovative. Yeah. I love that. I I hope I wrote that. I don't know. Yes, nothing more to say on, on that. So on
0: page 78, once in a while I draw Dewey's teeth and people are creeped out. And this is a good example of the second strip. On 78. <laughs> Dewey's smiling nervously and people are like, oh my god, don't ever show his teeth. And down.
1: this is based on a real thing where I came to work one day and there was a... Uh, it was a wet chair. A wet chair. Yeah. Caution, wet. Yeah. and like, there was a, there, But I think it was in the back room. It wasn't a sign on it. And nobody could tell us who had put it in the back or why it was wet. Yeah. And uh, it sat there for weeks. I bet. Yes. I bet. I love and, and Dewey's line in the bottom of seventy eight where he tells the lady she's butt deep in Germtown. <laughs> That's beautiful, honey. If I were squeamish, I wouldn't come to the library. Yep, perfect, perfect response.
0: I, however, dislike the way I drew that because uh, I, I basically zoom in in the second panel, but it's not it's not a clear enough zoom, and so the characters suddenly just magically get larger. Like there isn't. Mm. It, it, it somehow wasn't enough or there wasn't enough of a transition there. It, it draws my eye on not a, not an attractive one. This is
1: like a creepy teeth page. Like like on 79 yeah. the second strip is a computer victim creepy teeth and doing more creepy teeth. I, I'm going to do more creepy teeth. And, and it's the Happify strip which is based on my sixth grade experience having to go to camp for a week where they yeah. would raise their hands above their head right, and make, to make the sun yeah. make a little circle above your head uh, and you would say Happify because really? everybody was so upset wow. at being, being away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's
0: nothing, there's nothing like telling someone to be happy right. to make them happy. Well,
1: what we were really upset about was having to shower together. <laughs> but you, couldn't, you I, couldn't.
0: I have to say, I still don't like having to shower with you. I'm not sure why we ever worked that into our employment contract. Dude,
1: dude, right after we're done, we're doing it again. I told you. 80? 80? This is definitely me with the yes, post-its. so definitely you. If you could see my, my book right now with 87 post-its in it for every strip I'm going to talk about, you would understand. But for a while, I actually did this to my monitor. It drove my boss absolutely crazy. And so she wanted me to to undo it. And I was like, would you, you like lost. all's lost. What would you like me to be unorganized? What, like, what are you talking about? Is there a dog outside right now? There's dogs outside. Okay. On, on the second
0: one in 80, it's one of those nice moments. I actually wish we had more of these of... Julian and Colleen coming together in their in their sort of basic desire to avoid work, hmm. um, and Colleen has had sort of years more of experience than he has, yeah. uh, and so she just shares that with him. And, you know, they're not alike in most ways, but they have some overlap.
1: I like The Bottom of 80, the lady objecting to the book blurb. Yeah? I mean, I, I just have never had somebody challenge a book based on the blurb, but I think they should. <laughs> There's so many that are just... Have you ever... You, you've read books with, that are blurred by people you totally respect, that just think yeah. it's like it's going to be an amazing book, and it's just yeah. complete crap.
0: Although she's not, that, oh, it does. She does say it's wildly inaccurate. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah. All right, eighty-one. Eighty-one. Oh, this is this is where Colleen gets in trouble for being grumpy. Oh, and so she claims she's quit smoking. She Claims she's quit smoking. Yeah, that's pretty great. You can well, only do it once, though. Oh, well, okay. maybe you can No, no, no. You can do like, it over and over and over again. I fall back, but then I quit again. That's why it's so much better excuse than that's like true. your grandparents died or your mother died. That's right? true. Yeah, because it is really hard to claim that one more than once. Right, and you can you can fake like uh, the patch. I think over and over again oh, yeah. as well. Right.
0: Top of 82, beautiful buddy strip. <laughs> just beautiful. I'm not going to say any more about it. Just a beautiful buddy strip. It's a buddy and Colleen moment. All right. Well, but that could be anybody. And I just like, I, I like those particular sort of turn turnarounds.
1: How about, this, this is, where, then this is where the woman who was uh, was cleaning, like the woman was cleaning the men's room or the women's room. So is that a real story? From somebody, yeah. Somebody yeah. told me some lady would come into their their library to start cleaning. We're the start cleaning the bathroom, and you're like, I don't think we should stop. I'm her. like, Amen. I'll call yeah. the police when I'm she's like, done. How is that a problem? Yeah. Yes. Like, like how about exactly? We, do response. Would you mind if we called you uh, when this happened? Yeah.
0: Um, on eighty-three, the second to last one.
1: Love that tomorrow strip. An asteroid is going to miss the Earth next week. Oh, that's so sweet. We'll miss it too. <laughs> I and mean, the has no idea if she's
0: being serious, but she is, of course, being totally serious. Yes.
1: Yes. All right. Eighty-four. Eighty-four. This was around the time I made that intellectual freedom video for the library system I used to work for. That started my daughter. And I couldn't figure out what the objectional thing was gonna be for the library for, for the for the for the movie, the short video I made. Yeah. This must have been when I when I first went into staff training. And so I um, I made it about bunnies. People were complaining about No, no, them. that's not what
0: this is about. This is about Orson Scott Card. This is the whole this is the whole sequence where people were really Orson Scott Card was starting into his whole homophobia thing. And we were really we were really having these very deep and interesting conversations of what do you do when when an author is
1: being truly objectionable but their books are not. I'm not, I'm not arguing that, but I'm, oh. I'm saying I'm saying that the bunnies idea came from the video. Oh okay. I, I think I transferred the bunnies idea to that. Okay. And then we ran with it intellectual yeah. freedom wise too. But the so video, so this is, this is, the, this the is video, a little the video, metaphor here. The video was also about about intellectual freedom. So oh. it was also about bunnies. It okay. was very strange. Okay. But that's
0: at the heart of this. I mean it was specifically
1: about him and I still
0: can I, I continue to wrestle with it. Like I love his books so much and I hate him so much and what do you do about that? I don't, I don't even all, hate all of him, but I certainly hate a lot of the things he has to say.
1: I don't wrestle with that at all somehow. So no, it's not an issue for me. Like, like it's, a, it's a great book. His I books know. are great. That's all I need to know. We're, we're currently res-
0: wrestling in our um, household because my daughter loves the Cosby show so much. <laughs> and, wow. And so we, sort of, we actually wow. had a conversation with her. And you know what? Those are great shows. Yeah. Uh, and it's so great for her to see an African-American family being, you know, like a doctor and a lawyer and blah, 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 blah. And that's all great. And I have no issues with the shows at all. Yeah.
1: And it's like, just so you know, that guy's a total creep. And, and, and that, that's a little bit different to me because because, like, that portrays Cosby himself. As, well, as as being those things, whereas 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 Scott Card's books don't portray certainly, him certainly. right, like they portray yeah, different yeah, characters. it's actually even
0: harder, right? Because now we're looking at this man, and it's a very it's a very yeah. thin line between his character and himself. Yeah, I would, no, I he's have, not a doctor.
1: I would have a very hard time with that. Yeah. But but um, we are we are. I, I don't know that. if I could personally enjoy them anymore. I don't know what I would
0: do. With I don't my think I can and either. And that's what I've told her. Is I don't think I could watch it anymore. Yeah, and I don't know if she's watching it or
1: not. But... Do you think I Spy ages as poorly? I don't. Know. I don't think I've ever seen it I tried to watch, it but I couldn't get into it. But. Ah, oh, interesting. Dewey gets in trouble at the bottom of uh, eighty-five for saying the. For w saying word. that they're wrong. The W word. The W word. That's the W. Really funny. What they call the W word? Now we're into um, conference tips. Conference tips, and my, and my favorite conference tip is on, on page eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Is the one on the top of the page? Uh-huh. Some, some of these booths, you see these really elaborate stacks of books. Yes. It takes them hours to put out. Well, and
0: it's fun because we get there. We, we often have a conference at these booths, and so we're there the day before when they're setting up, and we get to see them setting them up.
1: And yeah. They really spend
0: a long time. And then they go so fast. I so want to see somebody pull them. They go, they go them. in like 10 seconds as soon as they open the doors.
1: I want to see somebody pull them from the bottom. This, <laughs> okay. is, my, this is my dream. If you're, if you're going to PLA or TLA this year, you can make my conference by following me around and just pulling books in fr- as I walk down the, uh, the shelf. Yep. Top of page 88. Based on an experience in Washington, D.C., the first conference we went to there, where a guy was actually, no kidding, asleep at his booth. He nice. was He was minding the booth. I believe it was a magazine subscription booth. Nice. He, yeah. was, so, he was so bored by his own product. Oh, and, and I, I- What's more inspiring than that? I took a picture of him, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't bring myself to put it online. Yeah, I think I, did, I didn't want to get in trouble. I'm pretty glad you did. That yeah, was so, so terrible. Uh, now, we're into the book club comics.
0: Well, hold on. So, 89, uh, the, the oh. last conference did Badge Ribbons Convey Important Information. Um, I just love that Dewey's wearing a badge ribbon that says Volthoom, Demon, Demon Ruler of the Underworld, which must be says, must be a Raphael, big fan. Raphael Marinara uh, character. Must be, yeah. And also, once again, give myself points for putting some color, the colored scripts adjacent to the colored book clubs. All right, what did you want to talk about in the book clubs? The book clubs, uh, uh, tones picked-
1: of the world, one of the greatest book talks.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you remember this, but I did. I drew this. I penciled this at least in Texas, and we showed it as that. When we do it, when we do a talk, we often show what tomorrow's. Oh, that's going right. To be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do it remember in, this in
1: Texas at the Texas Library Association. That was the first time when we like keynoted when we were like headliners there. Uh-huh. There was like a couple thousand people, right? And, and you know, when
0: well, no, I was in a couple thousand, but it was a couple hundred. It was no, like a dinner. No, it was huge, man. We disagree about this, and, and it's but it's Texas, and so there's like a conservative, if it's a conservative community, and showing a toilets of the world thing, like there are definitely some people like,
1: huh. Well, I remember. I remember. I just talked him through it, and I got the whole crowd laughing. Yep. Like I, I remember. I remember. I just. I talked about the book specifically about the guy who. Um, like like there's the picture in the book itself of the guy, like under the, well, so, so the the porta potty, the porta potty, the outhouse on the dock, right over the right over the water, like the picture is of the guy's the back of the guy's head as he's snorkeling underneath it. Yes. He doesn't seem to know yes. where he is, yes. which is a brilliant shot, right? It's a page so. You did really well on that picture, though. I, I really like this book talk, the way it turned out. It's Good. nice. Yeah. Page 99, Monkey Portraits. Monkey Portraits, yeah. Maybe, maybe the best book talk we've ever given. <laughs> uh, and that so was beautiful. so fast to do. So yeah. fast to do. It was great. I think that was my idea. Visual photo session. Yeah, just, I'm sure you did. I'm sure it was. I love that book so much. What a great book. I, I still have it on my uh, on my shelf at home, my, my coffee table books shelf. Uh, and then Book Hunter by Jason Shiga on 112. If you've never read anything by Jason Shiga, this is probably like the most accessible thing he's ever done. The other thing is... Um, yeah, they get crazier than where you dig well, into it. The other thing is Meanwhile, which is the Choose Your Own Adventure book with like 3,600 no, endings. truly Mings. an innovative cartoonist. If you go to his sessions at, at comic shows, they're just full of cartoonists just waiting to see what this guy's going to do next. Yeah. He did this weird, I don't know, it was like a freeform origami comic. The last time I saw him speak, maybe two, three years ago. He folds, he folds the comic and he opens it up and he goes, now read this and then make a decision then fold it over this way and then folds it inside out again and then the comic continues over here I,
0: I so greatly respect, like he is really all about innovation he he's really about is, doing new things.
1: Well, I, well I interviewed him with um, my daughter one time at a coffee shop in Seattle and he had this kind of briefcase full of just yeah, no, he carries around scraps everyone. let yeah. me show you this new thing I'm doing and he's currently doing a uh, something he's syndicating online called Demon which, okay. which uh, you should totally check out okay. it's about a guy who cannot die Okay. Um, it's it's on issue nineteen now, I think just came out. And then uh Brother One Cell, page one thirteen. I remember this guy like this was basically like my life gone bad. I lived in Korea. Oh, in had you 90s. actually gone
0: to prison in Korea instead well, of just I, teaching English there? Well I, so I, close, but.
1: Well this guy lived in lived in Korea, then he set, he went to he went on vacation, he was an English teacher like I was at the same time I was. Mm-hmm. We were actually there in the early nineties, and, and then he went to the Philippines and sent himself like a brick of hash, which I never did, yeah. and uh, got arrested in Korea. There and then he did a few years in prison in Korea. Yeah. And the really interesting thing is, like, after he got out of prison, I mean, he had to kind of come of age in prison in yeah. Korea, but after he got out of prison, he came back to the U.S. and he had no criminal record. Yeah. So he'd been in prison for a while, yeah. and then he got deported. And so I remember that after we ran this, he, he wrote me a note, and I, just, I wrote him this, like, little letter, which I never do, and I said, you know, I can't tell you what your book meant to me, like, about the choices I made at that time, and, like... Yeah like I I totally understand the temptation like you felt like you could get away with anything there at that moment it just felt really kind of not lawless but you had like a lot of privilege I I bet he didn't uh, get a lot
0: of people who could even
1: empathize with well he sent me he sent me he sent me one of my most prized possessions which is a signed copy of that book oh nice yeah yeah I still still have it
0: I was going to say page 123 is a graphic novel called War Stories written by Garth Ennis and they're they're great and they're drawn by this amazing artist named Gary Erskine Erskine, and uh, we we did this and I got an email from Dave Kellett from Sheldon's Dave Kellett saying Wow, you drew that really well. I'm <laughs> like, look, thanks, I Dave. really appreciate the compliment, but there's, I, I'm so incapable of drawing at that level. No lie. It was nice of him. No lie. Th- thanks for the no lie. All right. No, you're supposed to say no, Bill. Of course you could. That's that hilarious. Off. You just choose to go in other directions. All right, so we're done with volume six. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And um, we will resume at some point in the future with Reader's Advisory, volume seven.